Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben, and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be discussing the women's game as we're going to be joined by the Queen Bees and the Guildford Lightning. Speaking of Guildford, we're also going to be joined by the head coach of the Guildford Flames, Paul Dixon, and we're going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by the Swindon Wildcats and the Telford Tigers. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Later in this week's edition, we're going to be talking about the Women's Elite Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by the Guildford Lightning and the Queen Bees, uh, both leading the way currently. Speaking of the Elite Ice Hockey League, the men's version, we're going to be joined shortly by Guildford Flames head coach Paul Dixon and we're going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey League, the National Division and the race that's going on up at the top of that division following the first two months of the season as we're going to be joined by Steve Nell, Swindon Wildcats General Manager and Tom Watkins, Head Coach at the Telford Tigers. Uh, But before that, it's to our weekly review of last weekend's results in both the National Ice Hockey League and the Elite Ice Hockey League. And on Wednesday afternoon, I caught up with BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own, here's Craig Anderson. Uh, So, Craig, uh, a big thank you for joining us and uh, another weekend of results in both the Challenge Cup and in the Elite Ice Hockey League. Uh, Where should we start? Should we start with the the, uh, plethora of Elite Ice Hockey League results from from last weekend uh, that took place? And, uh, oh, why not? Yeah, yeah we, might, we might as well start somewhere. And uh, <laughs> it's, you said in the five things we've learned, you, Belfast Giants are back, but you don't put a question mark, but it's it's up in the air, but they've they've had a, they've had a decent weekend. Yeah, they seem to have put together a run at last, um, including an, uh, an away win, which has uh, been been uh, evasive from them this year. So, no, finally, they've got a win on the road. And, you know, 
it was only a matter of time, really. I think once they get the, the Champions Hockey League commitments out of the way, then they could fully focus on on their domestic matters. They they kind of staggered through their Challenge Cup group, but now they've they finally got the win on the road and they, they get the win in, uh, against Manchester on Saturday as well. Um, so it's looking as though they, 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 they're in a better position, certainly, than, than what they were before. And this could just be the start of it. This could be them just getting you know getting hot at the right time. Yes, absolutely. And uh, for um, obviously, like, like you said, their Belfast Giants beating uh, Manchester Storm uh, for a shootout. Uh, six goals to five isn't isn't a bad evening's worth of entertainment there in, in South Manchester. That's for sure. Uh, other results uh, from from Saturday in, in the Elite Ice Hockey League and uh, a good win uh, for for the Coventry Blaze, five uh, three win at the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, that's that's quite a result that for for the Midlanders. Great result, and again, it just shows that the Blazers picked up a bit of form at the moment. They've had some, uh, they've had some good wins recently. They won in Glasgow recently, among other places. Um, they won in Dundee as well. The two wins in Scotland the previous weekend, but I think it was more the fact that they've uh, they put the party of Jonathan Phillips, the Sheffield captain, um, his a thousandth elite league appearance. Uh, you know that there was all that the build up to that and how big a, an occasion that was going to be. We've done a couple of pieces ourselves on British ice hockey about it, and then Coventry come along and, and take the victory and, and spoil the party. But no, a well deserved victory by all accounts, and it puts them in a high position in the league table. They'll be really happy with that. Yes, and uh, for for the Sheffield Steelers. They, they did bounce back uh, on Sunday night, uh, beating the Five Flyers uh, by four goals to one. It's not been a good month uh, for, for Five. I mean, you've mentioned it in, in Five Things we've learned. Uh, just two wins from nine in October. Um, they're at a crossroads, aren't they, it feels like? Yeah, and that was that was what I put in the Five Things we learned. I think Five are at a stage now. What do they do? And I think I put Panthers in the same bracket the other week as well. You know, it's surely still too soon to think of you know moving players on. Although the Panthers, in fairness, have started doing that. Is it a question of um, what does the coach do? Does he start thinking about doing that? Is he looking at replacements? The thing with Fife is when they've had bad runs like this in the past, that the coach has spoke about it um, to the media. I remember Todd to me a couple of times in the past. They said, you know, maybe it's maybe it's worth looking at other players and start making some changes. Whether he gets to go ahead to do that's a different thing entirely. Um, maybe it's a tactic to just give the, the players a rocket up the backside, as it were, to, to get them to start performing again. But no, five. We see this all the time. You know, clubs go through a bit of a bad spell, and it all looks doom and gloom. And the next thing you know, a couple of wins later, um, it's all back on. And, and five are certainly capable of doing that. So we'll just need to wait and see how, how November goes. Hopefully it'll be a better month for them results-wise. Well, with that uh, win for the Sheffield Steelers, uh, that sees them uh, stay top. Uh, Coventry Blaze currently sitting in second. Uh, the team in third is uh, the Glasgow clan. Uh, they were beaten on Saturday by the Dundee Stars. We'll come to Dundee in a second, but the clan did bounce back on Sunday, beating uh, the Manchester Storm by five goals to two. Uh, so the clan there or thereabouts? Getting there. Um, you mentioned Dundee there on Saturday. Dundee seemed to have a bit of a sign over the clan at the moment. I saw some of the webcast on, on Saturday night. And, you know, not for the want of trying, clan had plenty of chances. Um, Coach Zach Fitzgerald was upbeat after the game, so he wasn't too disappointed in the defeat. Clan did get it back to 3 2. Certainly an improvement than 7 2. Um, it was to Dundee when Clan last went there, so there's an improvement there already. And the two teams come together again this weekend. But no, they got it back on track on Saturday. I would say a good performance against Manchester. A little bit, um, I don't know, lackadaisical, is that maybe too strong a word? Um, at times in the second period, it allowed Manchester back in. But they got the job done, that's the main thing. They, they bounced back, they, you know, it was for all it was two defeats in a row. The last thing they wanted to do was make that three. And uh, they got that result. 
Yes, uh, we mentioned um, the uh, the Dundee Stars there. You've said in in year five things we learned about um, their record over over Glasgow this season. Um, but it also we should mention Coventry Blaze. Um, their four three win over Not- Nottingham Panthers on Sunday. They're in this as well, aren't they? At the moment, yeah. Uh, but again, I, th- I think we're still seeing teams that are—I wouldn't say peaking too early. They're going to go through phases like this, you know, where the form is is good, and then they'll maybe tail off. And you know, whatever causes that, I don't know. The, the game seems to be coming thick and fast for them right now. But no, I, I take nothing away from Coventry. To see them up there is absolutely fantastic. You know, they had a spell near the start of the season. They lost four in a row, and it was looking a bit doom and gloom. And you know, one or two Blaze fans I saw on social media were, were venting their spleen a little bit. You know, the, the fact that they've they've kind of scraped into the playoffs the last two seasons. They don't want to see that again. But no, to see them up there, 14 points from 11 games so far, seven victories. Um, is a real is a real good return so far for them. Whether they can keep that up, I'm not so sure. I'd like to think they'll be more comfortable than what they've been in recent years, that's for sure. Shall we talk about Guildford Flames then, uh, finally, when we talk about the Ice Hockey League? Uh, they've had um, a series of Challenge Cup matches uh, over over the week. Um, on Thursday, uh, they beat the Coventry Blaze after overtime by four goals to three. Uh, and um, then they've... they've Got the double over over the Cardiff Devils, 2-1 on Saturday night. And uh, then on Sunday night in South Wales, beat them 4-3. Uh, so it's been it's been quite a weekend uh, for, for Guildford. And uh, you, you've mentioned the fact, you know, that that's, that's six wins from their last seven. Yeah, magnificent uh, run for Guildford Flames at the moment. The league table looks a little bit more deceptive, though. I think they're third bottom at the moment, but they have played lesser games compared to the other teams. But again, it's one of those situations where a couple of wins and they'll be right back up there. But no, six points from what is three games in four days, an extraordinary return for Paul Dixon's men. I often find Guildford are a, a team that, that people forget about in terms of, you know, that they pick up points, they, they, they go about their business quite the thing. No one really um, picks up on them. They're not really on the radar. But you, you get weekends like this, where, as you say, Ben, they, they beat Coventry in overtime away from home and then, you know, not one but two victories over the Cardiff Devils. Not only sees them top that group, they're through to the quarterfinals as well. They've confirmed their place in the last eight. They reached the final of the Challenge Cup last year. They're a team to watch, Guildford. And, you know, again, they're a team that might just sneak up on you when you least expect it. Now, uh, there's uh, a lot of midweek matches uh, this week. Uh, so this this show is going to try and uh, tiptoe its way around some of these results uh, as as the week progresses. Um, but uh, on Wednesday night, Cardiff Devils hosting Coventry Blaze, Sheffield Steelers hosting the Manchester Storm in the Challenge Cup. In the league on a Wednesday, Fife hosting Belfast, uh, Nottingham hosting Dundee and Guildford uh, will be hosting the Glasgow clan. Um, the midweek games, uh, is, is that what the players want at this stage of the season? I don't, I don't know. It's, it, feel, it feels a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to be played sometime, these fixtures, I suppose. And I, I know most players like to play rather than train. So um, I think they'll take it. In the case of, say, Glasgow clan, for example, they're having to make one hell of a journey all the way down to Surrey to take on the Guildford Flames. Maybe not ideal preparation uh, when they go into the weekend. That said, they have only got the one game this weekend. So maybe that's a bit different. Um, you've also got Fife and Belfast, which is on television as well, yes. um, as we record this. So that, that's one to look out for. You know, and Dundee going to Nottingham. You might fancy Dundee to get points there the way Nottingham are going at the moment. It's going to be an interesting night. Uh, just uh, two Challenge Cup matches this weekend as well on Saturday. Uh, Nottingham hosting Manchester and uh, the reverse 
fixture on Sunday night. Uh, the Storm hosting the Panthers there in Altrincham. And uh, in the league on Saturday, we've got uh, four matches. Uh, Guildford will be travelling to Sheffield. Glasgow hosting Dundee. It's Belfast against Coventry and Fife against Cardiff. And on Sunday, it's Cardiff travelling to Dundee. Coventry hosting Belfast and the Guildford Flames um, will be hosting the Sheffield Steelers. And it's a, it's a big weekend for Guildford, isn't it? Because like you say, the league table isn't looking all that good at the moment, but clearly Guildford are better than where their league position, uh, position uh, suggests. Yep, and they're taking on the, the, the league leaders as well over the two games at the weekend, so we'll, we'll get a, a fair idea of, of where they stand um, in, in terms of the league position. But I think the game that leaps out at me, the two games that leap out at me, is the, the contest between the Belfast Giants and Coventry Blaze. Mm. You know, just as we said at the start there, the fact that Belfast have picked up a run of three games now, Coventry are in the higher echelons of the league table. That could be quite interesting, those two games. And, uh, well, that's our look at the Elite Ice Hockey League. Uh, just a quick mention uh, for the National Ice Hockey League, the, the National Division, um, still still all over the place uh, with regards to results. I was, I was going to get Bratnell on this week because uh, they beat Telford on, on Saturday by four goals to three. Uh, but then Bratnell were beaten by uh, by the London Raiders uh, by three goals to two on Sunday. So that kind of put a kibosh on that one, unfortunately. Uh, but Milton Keynes Lightning haven't, haven't really clicked yet, have they? No, that's a bit of a concern. You know, Milton Keynes were among the favourites to do well in that league this year. Maybe not necessarily win it, but certainly be challenging. And to see them looking at the moment with only two wins um, from 11 games so far, two wins and an overtime loss, that makes it five points. That is a bit of a concern for Milton Keynes. You know, that they came down from the Elite League and sure, they had to rebuild the team and, you know, sort of phase out the, the Elite League's sort of look that the team had before. And it's not, as you say, it's not quite clicking for them that the fact that they, they just can't get the results at the moment. Shut out by Swindon on Saturday night, I think, would, would have been uh, come of a, a bit of a shock to them. And then to lose at home to Leeds Chiefs on Sunday um, as well, just compounding the weekend. Uh, you know, I still fancy them to, once they, once they click, they, they'll, they'll do quite well. Um, I would say a mid-table finish is probably the best they can aim for right now, given the competitive edge. But they need to start winning games. That, that kind of goes without saying. And I would fancy that to come later on. Uh, a big congratulations to Leeds we should we should say as well shouldn't we because they're, they're, they're now off the bottom. Magnificent you know and you know, I think that the team is finally clicking now. Sam Zajac's done what he's had to do to get the right tune out of his team and it's worked you know two wins at the weekend is fantastic. They were due to be going home this week but obviously ongoing work on their new rink is, is still continuing so they're having to play elsewhere. They'll be playing their home games uh, in, in other rinks around, around the area until they can actually return to, to the Ellen Road site. But no, uh, I mean, Sheffield Steel Dogs, to beat them on Friday night was magnificent. You know, they're trying to build up a bit of a rivalry there with the, with the Steel Dogs. So that's uh, that was a good one. And then, as I mentioned, the, the 6-4 win over Milton Keynes. Two teams that, again, going back to the start of the season, were heavily fancied to do quite well in this league. And, and Leeds have taken full points off them. Uh, well, Craig, a big thank you uh, for joining us on this week's British Ice Hockey podcast, uh, walking us through those results there in the, in the top two divisions of, of British Ice Hockey. Uh, just before we go, uh, just a quick mention for BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Uh, loads of great features uh, on the website. What, what's coming up in your world over the next uh, weekend or so? Um, just a few things on the go at the moment. Hopefully those will bear fruit as the, as the days go on.
Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Uh, coming up shortly on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined uh, by the general manager at the Swindon Wildcats as well as the head coach at the Telford Tigers joining us on this week's show. We're also going to be talking about the women's game as well as we're going to be joined by the Guildford Lightning and the Queen Bees of Bracknell. But before that, just to stick with the Elite Ice Hockey League for a moment or two, and uh, we did mention there were some midweek games this week on Wednesday nights in the league. The Five Flyers suffered a 4-1 defeat at home to the Belfast Giants and Nottingham Panthers bounced back from their defeat on Sunday by beating the Dundee Stars by five goals to two. Whilst in the Challenge Cup, uh, the Sheffield Steelers thumped uh, the Manchester Storm by eight goals to two. And the Cardiff Devils won a shootout uh, with the Coventry Blaze. Uh, so a win there for the Cardiff Devils. Uh, but in the league on Wednesday night, there was also another win for the Guildford Flames. We were discussing with Craig how they were quietly going about their business uh, this season. And uh, another win in the league on Wednesday evening. This time defeating the Glasgow clan at home after overtime by two goals to one. And joining us now uh, from the Guildford Flames, we should be joined uh, by their head coach. It's a welcome return to Paul Dixon. Uh, so, Paul, a big thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations on, on another victory, uh, this time back in the league on, on Wednesday evening. How, how was the night? Yeah, um, obviously, for me personally, I thought we were we were just a little bit um, maybe flat on Wednesday. Um, and I think, obviously, we had played the uh, three games in four nights uh, away to Coventry and then, obviously, Cardiff back-to-back that weekend. And I think that Wednesday night kind of just took a, a little bit out of us. Um, but we certainly, you know, we didn't play, for me, with the energy that we have been playing over the last maybe six or seven games here. Um, but, you know, you have to look at the bigger picture as well. And, you know, you, when you play that amount of games... And and obviously, even the high of coming away from uh, the weekend where you beat Cardiff back to back. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, and then to come in and then play on that Wednesday um, against a very good Glasgow team. Um, you know, I thought Glasgow played very well on Wednesday. Um, they did shut us down. They did keep us to the outsides. We couldn't get uh, many shots from the uh, inside of them. And uh, but you know, I, I think the bigger thing is is um, we managed to find a way to win that game, even uh, even though maybe we were a little bit under par that night. I was going to say, you talked about the bigger picture there. And if you, if you look to the lead table, you go, oh, Guildford are having a bad season, aren't they? But you're not by any stretch of the imagination. Six wins from the last seven. It's just that it's been mainly in the Challenge Cup. Uh, so it's been a great season thus far for, for Guildford and, and quietly getting on with things. And, and that, that I think you, you might like, just flying under the yeah. radar. Yeah, I, I think so, and, and I think you know I, what what we do here. Obviously, you you play you play each team six times. Um, obviously, three home, three away in the league campaign. And as you say, I know sometimes you maybe play one team and then you get beat, but it's kind of you've got another five games after that. And I know it's early in the season, and I think the way the cup fixtures have been as well is kind of one weekend you're playing in the league, and then obviously other teams playing, and you play in the cup for two games, and so you lose two games there. And then obviously when you look at the points, you think, oh no, we're a little bit behind here, um, but like I said, you, you've got to look beyond that. Um, and all we do is obviously we break them six game series down and, uh, you know, we just we look at that picture rather than the immediate effect of obviously the one or two games. And uh, I think it's a it's a better way to look at it. And like you say, but the uh, <laughs> when you do look at the league table, it's yeah, you know, we I mean, we're obviously it's very tight. I mean, a couple of wins on a weekend will see you right back in the mix. there. And uh, like I said, that's that's the way that we break it down here. 
I, I should say that stat I read out is out of date. It's actually seven wins in the last eight now. So uh, eight the games, continues. yeah. I, <laughs> Sorry I was going to correct <laughs> you, but I just <laughs> no, I'll Sorry, let you go with I'll this. Correct, I'll correct myself. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, it's like the, the, the third season at, at this level for, for Guildford, and you know, it's it looks like it's shaping up to be an, another good season. So I, I mean, that must be pleasing so far at, at this early stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think just for the recruitment that we did, the style of players that we wanted to attract, and certainly the style of hockey that we uh, that we play here in Guildford. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of guys, obviously from that first year, came back, and it was important to us that we we kept them as well um, because they just fitted into the mould of what we do here. Um, and like I said, you know, we're, we're always trying to attract players that fit our blueprint here in Guildford. Um, you know, and you never, you probably never going to be 100% on completion of you know when you're dealing with 14 imports and you're dealing with a roster of 21 22 players you're never going to get every single guy um of that level and of that uh, kind of mold that you want but i think overall um you know certainly the players we have here certainly fit into what we what we're doing and that's a credit to them as well you know they kind of they've come here they've bought into our style of play here in Guildford and uh, like i said it uh, you know we're a good skating team and that's what we wanted to be we wanted to be fast um we wanted to be skilled and like i said i think throughout the course of the team we're we're not in bad shape and it can't really be understated uh, what you know what what goes into this i mean we we, we catch up on, on this show with you know teams that play in big big arenas and you know have have marketed sure. teams and that and that kind of thing uh, but but guildford it's let's say it's a smaller operation uh, but you you're you're competing and often winning and uh, you know last season was a was a great season and it sounds like you know you want to mirror that this season i mean how how much work goes into getting guildford firstly on the ice but then you know to to take on cardiff and and beat cardiff and and the like yeah, like, like you say, there's a lot. Of, I mean, you know, we're, we're constantly, you know, we joke. It's, it, it is a 24 uh, seven. It is a 24 seven job. This um, you're constantly, you know, you're always looking to improve, not just on the ice, but obviously off the ice. You know, we kind of we've been here for, I think, 25 years as a club. Um, you know, we've got great owners and we've got great fans. And like you say, we just every year we try to do something maybe different to make us better. Um, but it's not like you say, it's not just on the ice. It's off the ice. It's the things that we do. And I think more so when you mentioned, obviously, it is a smaller club. And I think the theme that we try to, to base it on is more of like a family, um, a family feel. And we try to, you know, we try to make a, a comfortable environment, um, like I said, not just on the ice, but off the ice for the players that's coming in. And, you know, my belief is if you can create that environment off the ice and, uh, you know, I think guys feel comfortable. And when guys feel comfortable, they're going to perform at a higher level. Absolutely, and uh, the the other thing as well. I mean, coming up on on this week's show, we're going to be joined by the the Guildford Lightning uh, later, and obviously we've had the Guild, Guildford Phoenix on as well. And you know, sure. there's there's lots of uh, quality players and, and lots of quality ice hockey being developed there in in that Surrey area, and that that bodes well for the future uh, for for Guildford as well. Yeah, I think I think in general, I think we've just got to keep on uh, we've just got to keep on pushing. I mean, not just uh, obviously within Guildford, but I think every every team, every level around the UK. Um, you know, it starts obviously with your national team because everybody always looks towards the GB teams and how they're doing and it filters through and, you know, it was huge for that national team to stay up in Pool A. Um, and like you say, you just, in, over time, you just want to get more um, on the map with all these other European teams and try and push on and the development of Br- 
British players is key as well, and it's kind of sometimes it uh, it goes underestimated. Just obviously what what a lot of teams, a lot of clubs throughout the U, not just the elite league level, but all the lower levels as well, are trying to do to push British players through, and and, and it's key. But like I said, it's just it's the exposure. Um, obviously going on, you, you mentioned the Phoenix there, and I know Petr Cech obviously played a game for those, and it, it, again, it's not just him playing. It's obviously Peter. He, you know, he's a massive, massive sports celebrity. He's a household name. You know, around the world, not just here in the UK, but when you expose his name into ice hockey, and again, that's good publicity. It's good publicity for the sport. It gets it out there, and that's what you, that's what we have to do. And obviously, I know the elite league's covered by free sport again, and you've just got to keep on pushing it and get it out there, and hopefully, you can get interest um, of people coming to play, youngsters coming to play, but also sponsorship as well. Like that's the that's the next thing as well that that we have to look at is is you know you you need big sponsorship to push teams um, through because that's it needs money injection um, at every level and uh, like I say all the exposure that we can get is good yeah absolutely uh, but it's back to, to bread and butter matters uh, this weekend uh, two two matches against the, the Sheffield Steelers you talked about it being a 24-7 operation um, the sc- <laughs> your schedule's yeah. ridiculous can I say that out loud uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, going from a midweek game uh, to this uh, so uh, firstly you've got to travel to Sheffield on, on Saturday and then you're hosting Sheffield on Sunday uh, how's the squad shaping up and uh, what, what's, your, what's your take on these uh, two matches yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Sheffield's top of the league at the minute, and the one thing that stands out um, in the columns is obviously their their goal scoring. Um, they've got a lot of offense. They've got a lot of guys who are contributing right away through the team. So they're not they're not heavily relying on just one or two players. When you look at their scoring, um, it's spread out through the team. And you know, Sheffield's a four line team, and when you when you do get that scoring through uh, every line, you know, every line's a dangerous line when they're on the ice. So you you just you can't get too focused on one or two guys. And I know. Obviously, Robert Dowd's uh, he's he's unbelievable at the minute. I mean, he's he's in great form. He's scoring a lot of goals. So he is one particular guy that's doing a great job. But also, they've got other guys right the way through there that can punish you. So they're a very dangerous team. Um, going into Sheffield Saturday, we know that obviously, you know, you're looking at a big crowd. The fans get behind the team. It's uh, it, it's a momentum rink as well. And the last thing that we need to do is give that place any momentum at all. So we've got to go in there. We've got to worry about what we can do with our game plan and. And uh, like I said, I think we've just got to get back. Um, we, we weren't there on Wednesday night against Glasgow. We've got to get back to some of the good things that we can do um, and hopefully be ready to start in Sheffield. But, you know, we, we know what we're up against. We've already been in there once um, this year. I think the score was 4-1 they beat us but we kind of we dismantled ourselves a little bit in the last period up there we took a, a couple of uh, ill-disciplined penalties and they scored two late power play goals to make it 4-1 it was a 2-1 game for a long time in there the first game but uh, like I said you know I think we shot ourselves in the foot that game um, in the last period but like uh, you know credit to Sheffield they, they look like they're, they're a top uh, top team this year and like I said they're a dangerous team and when you've got that scoring any team's dangerous and obviously they're top of the league as well so, so that, that question. I mean, this is, this will be a good indication of of where Guildford are because, like we said, lots of Challenge Cup matches. But uh, I, I think you know, based based on those Challenge Cup performances, I think everyone's expected to be a, a, you know getting up the table now in the, in the coming weeks. So this is going to be a very good indication of, of where Guildford are. Yeah, I think so. Like you say, I think it's kind of you know we we've had a great Challenge Cup. We topped the group and we're through the quarter final, which is that was our goal. We wanted 
to uh, we wanted to progress into the uh, into the knockout stages, and we're there. Um, and like you say, we've just got to we've got to get back to the, our league uh, performances now and our league structure. Um, and like you say, it doesn't really come uh, much harder <laughs> than what we've got this weekend. So, but you know, we've got to play every team. Um, again, I talked about that six-game series, and uh, this is obviously game number two for us against Sheffield, and it's an away game. So you know, we've got to try and get that behind us on Saturday night, and then level level the series at 1-1 and then we're back here on Sunday to Guildford and uh, like I say we've got to we've got to use our home ice advantage on Sunday against the Sheffield team Paul Dixon there head coach of the Guildford Flames joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast and as we were saying there in that interview very shortly we're going to be returning to Guildford and the Guildford Lightning as we're going to be joined uh, by coaches Michael Crock and Milos Melicherik who will be joining us to talk about the Guildford Lightning and Sticking with the women's game, we're also going to be joined by Queen Bee's forward, Rachel Cartwright, will be joining us on this week's show. Uh, But before that, it's to the National Ice Hockey League that we turn to now. In a second, we're going to be joined by Tom Watkins, head coach at the Telford Tigers. But leading the way currently up at the top by one point is the Swindon Wildcats. Another great weekend for the Swindon Wildcats. A 7-0 win over Milton Keynes Lightning on Saturday. They followed that up on Sunday with another good win, this time at the Basingstoke Bison, five goals to three. And on Thursday, I caught up with the general manager at the Wildcats. Here's Steve Nell. Yeah, it was good, uh, another good weekend. You know, we've... Uh... We've had a good run the last uh, two or three weekends, so yeah, really happy with it. Uh, two good results, and uh, yeah, things doing well. Uh, the, the highlight must have been the seven nil against uh, Milton Keynes. Uh, some some great performances there on the ice. Yeah, yeah, everyone played really well. Uh, lots of line combinations clicking, and uh, yeah, it was some really nice goals. Everything, uh, yeah, and that's kind of all really. Um, we had Max Babrea on the show um, a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I think it was the start of the month. And obviously, his his record goes before him, but but a hat trick in that game as well. Yeah, really, really some nice goals as well. Uh, yeah, Max is playing really well, fitting in with the line well, and yeah, you you know you just want players to to get on and play, and Max fits in, comes in and plays, and yeah, he plays well with that uh, line. So yeah, really good for us. And a different game uh, on, on Sunday, a, a trip to, to Basingstoke Bison, uh, who've had a bit of a, a mini-upturn in, in form recently. Um, and that's, that seemed like a, a, a closer game there, so you must have been pleased with, with the way your boys dug deep. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a tough place to go. Uh, so every time we go there, we know it's going to be tough uh, and close games, and it was. First period, uh, you know, three-two first period, so it was all action the first period, and then both teams calmed down a bit. But uh, yeah, it's a tough place to go, so to get a win there, we're really happy. And uh, obviously, um, we are, we are going to be joined by Telford Tigers shortly as well. Uh, but the the it's very early days in the season. Uh, but you're current league leaders. You must be you must be very pleased with with that side of things. But but Telford Tigers right behind you, just one point behind. Yeah, now Telford are doing great. Uh, you know, it is early in the season, so we're not putting uh, too much on the league position. I think by the time we get to Christmas and everything levels out and, you know, a lot a lot of teams have played less home or away games, so I think until it levels out, then you're not really sure where you are, so we're not going to get carried away with it. We're just keep going one game at a time, really, and uh, doing the best every night. But we, we obviously spoke at the start of the season and, you know, we are talking about expectations and, and that kind of thing. I mean, the, the run you've been on has been sensational. Six, you know, six straight wins in the in the league. I mean, is, is it meeting expectations? Yeah, yeah, on, on all sides, really. Uh, you know, the team's doing well. The, 
the crowds are doing well. Uh, everything's everything's going in a positive direction. Everybody's happy. I'm sure we'll have a blip here and there as everybody does throughout the season. But uh, yeah, you know we're we're happy with the way things are going and where we are and. Uh, our pre-season plans are coming through now, so yeah, it's good. We're and, really happy. And obviously, it's a, it was it was a trip into the unknown the last time we spoke. Because obviously, it's a it's a, a reunification in the way of a, of a national competition here at Step Two. Um, how, how's that side of things been? You know, the like you know having to uh, host the likes of Hull and and travel to Hull and that and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's great for us. We uh, we enjoy playing against those teams. You know, Hull, Sheffield. Uh, we've had some good games over the last few years and. Now we're going to be playing them regular, so yeah, we we enjoy that and we we like the competition. Uh, the the whole level of the league is is better this year, more consistent. I mean, yeah, we had a, a seven niler at the weekend, but you know most of the games over the weekend are pretty close games. You know, one or two goal games. So for the fans, that's what they want to see, and and that's what we want to see. Yeah, yeah, it's great to get that seven nil win, but it's uh, it's not something we'd expect week in week out. So yeah, we. Uh, Really enjoying the league, and uh, I think it's really competitive. And I think it's shown that by what uh, Leeds have done in the last few weeks and getting some wins and a four-point weekend last weekend. So I think it all looks good for the league, and nobody really knows what the score is going to be when they turn up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was going to say, I mean, you've, you've, I think you've played everyone from the from the northern section now uh, from, from last year, and obviously Leeds Chiefs are a new team. But do, do you see that much of a difference, given the fact you've been separated for for the last couple of seasons? Well, I think the difference, you, you just don't know which game, if, if you're going to win every night. And there were some games last year where, you know, you pretty much knew you were going to win if you turned up. Right now, you, you've got to turn up every night or, or you've got a chance of being beaten. I mean, you know, we go into this weekend against the uh, Raiders and Milton Keynes and we can't take either of them lately. We've got to be prepared on, on both nights and it's one at a time, but... We've got to be prepared and can't underestimate anybody. And uh, that leads me to my, my, my final question. And obviously, you know, Milton Keynes Lightning on, on Sunday, but a, a home game uh, on, on Saturday against the Raiders of London. Uh, look, looking forward to that one and uh, hoping for a big crowd as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's. Uh, I'm not sure, is it Halloween or is it bonfire this weekend? I think it'll be... Uh, <laughs> I think it's Halloween. Be... I think it's technically Halloween. I, I, <laughs> both, both maybe. Both. 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 <laughs> and, I'm sure the crowd will uh, be affected by that slightly, but that, you know we know that at the start of the year that it's going to be like that. So I don't think we're going to have a big crowd this weekend. But you know we're looking forward to it, and you know it's when we play the Raiders, the tough games, and another good team. That you know they've had some good good results, and then they've lost a few. But I'm sure they'll be coming here on Saturday night ready to play, and and we got to be ready to play them as well. And and then on Sunday night. Uh, I'm sure Milton Keynes will want to have a better game than they did here last weekend. So, you know, tough weekend and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Steve Nell there, general manager at the Swindon Wildcats, joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And as we were discussing there, it's not just the Swindon Wildcats who've had a great start to life in the national division of the National Ice Hockey League. Telford Tigers currently sitting second in the division, just one point behind Swindon. And that position in second certainly helped in no small part by a great win on Sunday afternoon at Sheffield. It finished Sheffield Steel Dogs 3, Telford Tigers 6. And joining me now down the other end of the phone, we should be joined by general manager and head coach at the Telford Tigers. It's a welcome return to Tom Watkins. 
Uh, so, Tom, a big thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations on that great win on Sunday at Sheffield. And uh, that sees you second now in the league table. Uh, how, how's the start been and, and how was how was last week? I think the start in, in terms of the, the games today have been uh, certainly exciting. I know we've had a lot of positive comments from our, our fan base who are enjoying the new league, the, the level, the competition that they're seeing on a weekly basis. I think what's been surprising for everybody is the sheer intensity and physical play that uh, we've we've seen this season in terms of our own personal um, situation. More than happy with how we've started the season, despite having numerous injuries through the whole of that period. Obviously, Jason Silverthorne's only played one or two games. So he's been a key figure for us for a number of years. So to, to manage without him across that amount of time has, has been good. We've also had a number of other injuries in it. Into this weekend, we were back up. We were up against it, and we played uh, what went into Sheffield on the Sunday minus seven guys from a starting lineup, which uh, I think for any team in the, the league that they'd struggle with. So to get the points um, and play the way we did, you know, with with uh, our depth guys really stepping up, was fantastic. Yeah, but apart from that Bratnell blip on on Saturday, like you said, it's an overtime defeat though. It's it's nine wins. Yeah, the last... I, I see. I, I think you do a disservice really, and you know. I think what, what we've learned so far this season is that there's no easy games. Um, definitely not. Bratnell's a team that well, might not be sitting in the, in the best place in the league, but they had a point to prove coming in Saturday and we were minus a couple of guys. And even if we had a full team, I'm sure it'll be a, a tough game. So we were happy with our points over there on the Saturday night. I think it's a tough building to play. Um, but I think it, it just shows how competitive the league is. You know, Leeds picked up a, a four-point weekend um, last weekend, which is I think is great for the league. Um, everybody's favourites, Milton Keynes. I'm sure nobody would have predicted predicted them to be where they are right now. No, absolutely. I was I was about to say though. I mean, the the run you've been on, it's it's nine it's nine wins from the last ten, which is yeah. pretty good to say the least. You know, I'd, I'd be surprised if many teams win win eight straight um, this year. You know, weekly basis, like say anybody can beat anybody. Injury suspensions. Every team's going to be up against it. Um, you know, everybody's missing guys here and there. So I think the depth and having the, having some a lot of young guys on the back end of your roster that can play is really important. Now it is early days, admittedly, in the in the league season. But <coughs> um, like we touched upon here, I mean, Telford uh, one point behind Swindon. You have, you have got that game in hand as well. Um, obviously, vitally important games coming up uh, when it comes to the league campaign. Uh, but the the start's been it's been phenomenal, like like we touched upon here. So where are you tracking versus your own expectations for for what Telford? Could have achieved. Um, I don't. I don't know, but I know against some other people's expectation, they had us in seventh, eighth place in in, in the competition. So, um, you know, I kind of have a wry smile with that, and 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 my job's to try and not, not prove people wrong. But I, I felt we were a much better team than those sorts of comments. Um, I'm happy with where we are. Um, Recruitment-wise, I've said before, I was pleased with what we've been able to do. Um, the depth of the, our team's been our, our strength so far. The addition of Brandon Whistle um, early in the season after a good start is, is a big pickup for us. So all, all in all, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I think we're probably a little bit above where we expected to be. Um, there's a lot of those games in that eight-game streak. You know, could have probably gone either way. Um, look, you know, we picked up a, two of those wins in a shootout, so you know they're they're uh, can easily clip switch and, and be on the other side of a loss. So I'm more than happy with our start, more than happy with where we are, uh, you know, like you say, against perhaps our predicted um, expectations within our group. But I think the, the team, the players, they set their own expectations now. And I think the chemistry, the camaraderie we've got 
you know, the own expectation within the dressing room is very high. So um, we hope to be challenged and certainly that's our goal. Yeah, and uh, obviously in the in the opening month of the season, the the main talking point was about the um, the 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 crackers score lines that were going on. The the this, the the division starting to take a bit of a structure to it. I mean, how have you found being back in national competition? Uh, you know, facing teams in the north, facing teams in the south, and and everywhere in between. You know, it's it's been fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the hockey. I think the last two years, I think it's been important for us as a club uh, from a coaching point of view. I felt a little bit stale, a little bit. A bit boring, really, um, but certainly going into this season, I'm excited, and the games, like I said, have, have proved have, have proved that number of close games at home, close games on the road. Uh, it's enjoyable hockey to watch. It's fast. It's plays played with some intensity and physicality, and I think that's what everybody wants to see. And uh, you know, whether we win or lose, I think that's really important from a, a club point of view. We can't sell a product that's stale. Um, so far, luckily, we, we haven't had any fixes like that at all, and I don't think we will. Um, so the, the league itself, I think, is, is good. Like you said, there have been some pretty high-scoring games at the start of the competition, and I think as teams get a little bit better, a little bit more aware of, of, of other clubs and you know their own um, systems, I think teams will improve, and, and those score lines have already started to, I think, come down a little bit. But anybody, like I say, is capable of beating anybody and, and putting up a, a big number. Yeah, one such team who have, who's been improving all the time is the Leeds Chiefs, and obviously they're coming to Telford uh, on, on Saturday. Uh You've touched upon it already, but are you looking forward to that challenge coming from uh, yeah, West Yorkshire? Yeah, I think so. I, absolutely. You know, a lot of time for Sammy Zajac. I think he's he's done a good job with his his recruitment as a first year coach. It's great for him that he's been able to pick up his, his first win the week prior and then a four point weekend. So you know, that's that's a special achievement for them as a club. Um, I feel for them as a, as a bunch of players. We were in the situation in Telford when the ice rink was being refurbed here, and we were on the road. You know, without really a, a home until I think it was November, and I remember it being a really difficult period. So, um, you know, I feel for the guys that are really probably a little bit of uncertain where they they are week to week. Um, but it's a challenge for them. It's a challenge for us that they came in here and they played a good road game last time. Perhaps probably a little bit off the pace, kind of uh, fitness wise. But the more they get themselves in, in a situation where they can practice regularly, they can play in a familiar surrounding. They're they're going to get better because they've got good a good group of players. And then Hull Pirates uh, from from West Yorkshire to East Yorkshire, you'll be you'll be making that trip up up to the Humber uh, on on Sunday. Uh, also looking forward to that game. Absolutely, you know Hull, they've, they've got a lot of quality. I think they've they've struggled with a little bit of the depth with the number of injuries out for, for what they've had. But you know they've made a couple of changes here recently, so it'll be interesting to see how they look this season. They were very formidable offensively last year, and I'm sure that they've got a lot of that high-end scoring that, that can um, sort of change a game. I think in, if you take a couple of shifts off, that you'll be behind the eight ball. So we've really got to focus for for every game we play, 60 minutes. And if we've got a good 60 minutes performance, I'll be happy regardless of, of the result to a degree. Um, you know, they are that team that can that get on a, on a streak and, and they can end the game in a few few shifts, I suppose. So, you know, it's a challenge up there. It's a bigger ring than we're used to. Um, but so far this, this, this year, we've been pretty good on those big rinks as well. Tom Watkins there, head coach of the Telford Tigers, speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And we will, of course, be returning to the National Ice Hockey League on next week's show. But it's now time to draw our eyes to the Women's Elite Ice Hockey League now. And we're a month into the season now with the Queen Bees and the Guildford Lightning currently leading the way up at the top with Solihull Vixens just two points back. Uh, So very, very competitive up at the top end 
of the Elite Women's Ice Hockey League. In a second, we're going to be joined by the team currently sitting in second. That's the Guildford Lightning, as we're going to be joined by coaches Michael Crock and Milos Milicerik. But before that, it's to the defending champions, the Queen Bees, that we turn to now. The Queen Bees had a great weekend last week, beating the Nottingham Vipers by six goals to two. And uh, it's been wins, wins, wins for the Queen Bees in their opening three games of the season. And on Thursday, I caught up with their forward. Here's Rachel Cartwright. Uh, so, Rachel, a big thank you for joining us and uh, a big congratulations uh, for, for a great start to the season. Played free, won free. Uh, not not been a bad opening month. Yeah, it, it's been a good start. So, like you said, we've had three games and three wins. Uh, we, we've played our kind of closest rivals, uh, Solihull, uh, a couple of weekends ago. Newcomers, Nottingham and uh, Streatham. So, uh, yeah, three wins. I think we've still got a, a lot to work on and improve on, but great start um, from the team. Yeah, and a lot of goals being scored as well. Uh, what's that, nine? 15 goals in the opening three matches. Uh, not, that's that's not bad. No, no, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've managed to get quite a few goals uh, uh, across the team as well, uh, which is always nice. So, I think all kind of all two slash three lines, depending on how many players we've got, have um, kind of got the goals in. So, that's been nice to see um, and haven't let in too many. Um, so, yeah, looking like quite a good goal difference at the moment uh, so we just need to carry that on and hopefully let a few lessen as we go go on I mean you scored uh, in, in that uh, 6-2 win over Nottingham uh, last week and uh, obviously it's back back on the home ice as well how, how good was that uh, evening on Saturday? Yeah it was, it was great to be back kind of in our rink and um, our fans there as well um, and we've got some new players as well so it was great for them to kind of have their first game as well at Bracknell now, for those unaware of uh, the, the Queen Bees, uh, league champions for eight years running, um, it's obviously quite a setup, and uh, obviously there's junior teams in that as well. Um, what? Just give us a bit of um, of the scale uh, behind the Queen Bees. Uh, how many players we're talking about here who play regular playing ice hockey and that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, we've got three teams within the club. So the Queen Bees, so we play in the Elite League, which is the top division. We have our uh, Fire Bees team, which plays in the Premier League, which is the, the second division. Um, so again, it's a national league. Um, and then we have our Ice Bees, who are our under-16 team, who play in the under-16 South Girls League. Um, so yeah, we've got three three full teams, um, which is great. Uh, and it gives us the opportunity as well for um, those Ice Bees to make the step up into senior women's hockey. Uh, so yeah, great setup, which is, you know, all kind of, Thanks to um, Paul and Nat, who are kind of run run the club, um, and they're, they're doing a great job, obviously, of um, bringing in uh, new talent and developing those younger girls um, as they kind of move up the age groups. And how important is that, do you feel, as well as as you know, as a, as a player who's been in, involved with the game for for a number of seasons now? I mean, how, how important is that to to see younger players coming in all, all the time and and um, reinvigorating the game season by season? Yeah, it, it's great, and I think it's a great opportunity for girls to be able to play um, boys, but as well be able to play in the girls' league and have that experience playing against you know other girls rather than playing against um, boys. Um, it, it's really great for our team as well. So at the moment we've got um, you know quite a few younger girls, so kind of 15, 16 year olds who have been able to make the step up to the elite league, which is um, amazing and. You know they're they're just as good as we are. You know, so it's great to have them kind of embedded in the team, and you know they get to build their confidence and learn from some of the older players as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they, uh, going into the Elite Ice Hockey League, um, obviously as a, as a competition, it's very early days, but uh, yourselves and, and, and Guildford and, and Solihull, who've all had decent starts to the campaign, what do you make of the, the competition more generally this season? Yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be a really, really good season. So, you know, uh, as it is with many other leagues, there's, there's chopping and changing. We've we've lost some of our um, senior players, you know, moving abroad to, uh, you know, try some new opportunities. Um, you know, with that, we've gained players, and you know, I've, I've seen some of the other teams as well have gained some, gained some players. So, you know, it, it's it's really even, and the the games, at least, you know, Guildford, Solihull, Kingston, um, really great, uh, exciting games, and they can be really close. So, you know, like you said, we're three games in, had a great start, but there's still a long way to go, um, and it's just great to see that, obviously, in the women's hockey league, that there's some you know competitions growing all the time between us and it's not um you know an, an easy win ever no i was going to say i mean how, how do you see the game developing um because it, it you know this is a like you say you've got the, the junior competition there you've got a second tier you've also got obviously the the elite league too um so so how do you fit, see the the game developing over the last few years or so personally i think it's great what we've done so now we have kind of six teams in the top league i think it makes it um, fair and a better competition. It's also great that we've got a second national league, and then obviously the two um, division ones, so the south and the north. Uh, having having the junior setup is great as well because there's a point where you know girls start playing and maybe they're not ready to play in the junior boys league, and it gives them an opportunity of um, competitive hockey. So I think it's developing. Um, you know, just as generally as a sport for ice hockey in the UK. You know, we've got that job to do of getting more people playing, more girls and boys involved. So I think that's constantly something we're trying to do is get more more girls playing because, you know, the more people that play, the more, um, you know, we've got to pick from um, as clubs and the, and the sport grows because it's great sport. But, um, yeah, competition's growing all the time. And I think, um, you know, clubs across the country and junior clubs are doing a great job of encouraging and, you know, developing their players. So I think, you know, we've seen how well the GB men have done um, at their World Championships the last two years. So I think, you know, the world's our oyster in a way, isn't it? You know, making a step up and constantly improving as a country. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, obviously the the more players, the merrier as well, because you need you need big rosters, even even um, when it comes to women's ice hockey, because yeah. you've got the, the same problem that the men's got. That's a game on Saturday and a game on Sunday this weekend. Uh, so coming thick and fast, uh, Solihull Vixens uh, first on, on Saturday. That's uh, there's only two points separating the pair of you, so this this is a, a vitally important game. Uh, four games in, yeah, yeah, huge game, and you know, like I said, we we played them a couple of weeks ago, so playing them twice in kind of the first couple of games is you know it's a pretty big, um, big couple of weeks for us. So we're excited. It's it's away again at their rink, um, so you know even even tougher of a task, but we're ready for it. The girls are all excited, and obviously we've got kind of the momentum behind us. Um, from a couple of wins so I think we're starting to get in the rhythm of things um, you know the first couple of games of the season are always a bit rusty aren't they while you're kind of finding your feet and the lines are starting to gel but yeah we're, we're all that excited and then um, back at home against Streatham on Sunday you know the message should go out there come one come all face off uh, 25 to 7 on, on Sunday night uh, what what should people expect if they, if they do come down there on, on Sunday night yeah um, so Streatham, I always say, I know that they've had a tough start um, in the league, but they're a great team. Um, they don't give up. Um, they have a lot of great, talented players there. They have, you know, have quite a few um, 
uh, foreign players come and play for them as the base, you know, nice and situated in uh, in London. So, um, yeah, it'll be a great game. Uh, it's always a tough match up against Streatham. They give us a really good game. So, looking forward to that one. Um, and they're, like I said, back at Bracknell. So, um, it's always free entry to our games at home. So, anyone's uh, welcome to come and watch. Queen Bees forward Rachel Cartwright there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And uh, you can follow the Queen Bees on Twitter. That's at Queen Bees Hockey. From the team currently sitting top to another team with a 100% record from their opening three games, the Guildford Lightning. A great result for them last weekend. They beat the Kingston Diamonds of Hull by four goals to one on the road. And on Thursday, I caught up with coaches Milos Milicerik and Michael Crock. So, gentlemen, a big thank you for joining us and a great start to the season thus far at the Guildford Lightning and a great result last week against Kingston. How's the season been thus far? Uh, so far, the season has kind of gone as we expected. Starting off with two games against Nottingham. They've just come up from the uh, the Premier League, so we didn't know what to expect. We expected them to be a little bit weaker, uh, but we were missing a few of our key players. Uh, so we got a couple of wins there, which was nice. Um, and then luckily playing against Kingston uh, the weekend, uh, for them it was their first game. So started off the game, we were lucky to get three goals in pretty quickly and uh, just held it off for the rest of the, rest of the game. So yeah, I, beginning I, of the season's going nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, one one of the things that's that's been key, I mean, we've just we've just heard from the Queen Bees, uh, is is the goal scoring and and the pair of you have put fifteen uh, pass in, into the net in in the first three games. And um, so so scoring goals isn't necessarily a problem for Guildford, that's for sure. So far, definitely not. Uh, hopefully, for the rest of the season, it won't be either. And uh, what, what do you, Michael? What do you, what do you make of the competition uh, more generally as well? Because obviously it's 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 early days into the season, but it, it looks like a very healthy competition in the elite league. Uh, this season is it's hard to say. Um, the last few seasons, you know, Queen Bees have won it quite easily, uh, but I think this season it might be a bit different uh, between us, Solihull, Bracknell, and Kingston. Uh, we're kind of the four top teams. And it's very close. Each game is quite a battle. You know, you don't walk into a game expecting a win. Um, but I think Queen Bees are up for a, a tough season against us this season. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and uh, like, like we touched upon, that, the Solihull Vixens is there um, in, in the mix as well. And uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the, on the competition uh, as, as the season progresses. Uh, but, but Milos, we'll bring you in for this bit of the sh- uh, chat as well because um, you're obviously the Guildford Lightning, uh, part of a, a wider club there with um, the Guildford Phoenix as well. I mean, it's how do you see the women's game developing as part of the wider club at Guildford? A few years ago when, uh, when I started to work... Uh, more closer with uh, with the ladies team, you know those girls made a massive progress, you know. And then uh, my feeling uh, this season uh, they're gonna push Bracknell very hard, you know. Michael did a really good job in the summer. He uh, he found few players, especially younger players, you know, and they brought some uh, new blood to the team, you know, and like kind of energy, you know. And then uh, I think that's what we needed, you know. And then. Uh, those more experienced players work uh, very closely with those young one, younger ones. But my feeling is that this year the team uh, is going to compete uh, with Bracknell and they're going to 
they're going to push them hard, you know. So I'm looking forward to this season. And how important is, is, the, is the development of the women's game um, for, for, for a club like, like, like Guildford as well? I mean, it's, it seems like a, a, a very exciting, uh, growing area of the sport. Well, you know, like uh, we are quite lucky to have a good program in a Guildford, you know, and we have like uh, in, a, in a juniors, like uh, in the younger age groups, we have like few girls playing, you know, and uh, competing with the boys. You know, and they're doing really well. So I see there is a bright future for British uh, uh, women ice hockey, you know, and then uh, ladies hockey, you know. So uh, I'm not worried, you know. And uh, hopefully Team GB is going to uh, benefit from uh, good work on a club basis. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Michael, come back to you for that bit because um, I think there's some winter camps taking place for for the under twenties because obviously there's there's lots of qualification stuff coming up as well uh, and lots of exciting uh, avenues for for women and uh, girls to to play the sport at an international level as well. So so that, that's exciting too for for some of your players, I'd imagine. Uh, yes, especially uh, some of the younger ones coming up through. Uh, it's their first kind of experience playing international ice hockey. Uh, first proper experience to go abroad, you know, represent their team, put on the jersey. Talking to the girls in the locker room, they're quite excited. Obviously a bit nervous, um, but yeah, more more excited just to get out there, put the jersey on and experience playing against other players, you know, the, from other countries, see how they play hockey, see what the level is. And it gives them a good picture of what level they are in the world. Yeah, and uh, clubs like uh, Streatham as well, because because they're, they're and and yourselves, I'd imagine, because you're based around that that London area, you you get a few overseas players, I'd imagine, uh, playing in the competition more generally as well. And I was going to say as well, Miller, just be, just before uh, we move on to this week, um, to the next fixtures uh, for for the club, um, just just um, just what what's your view on the on the development of the game and and where it can go to next from a from a women's uh, perspective. Well, obviously, because I'm uh, from Slovakia, you know, which is a uh, hockey country, you know, and uh, I can see, you know, the difference between between UK and uh, the other countries or other hockey nations, you know. And the biggest problem here in England or UK uh, is uh, not enough ice time for hockey, you know. So if we can, if we can find more ice time or build more ice rinks, you know, just for the hockey, you know, uh that would be that would be great because you know like i said when i go abroad i see the talent here is the same like uh, in uh, slovakia czech republic sweden finland canada you know but the, the difference between here and, and those other hockey nations is that they have more ice time you know and then coaches you know uh they're working uh, on a game you know and then like you know, like we're trying in Guildford, we're trying to keep up with the rest of the world, uh, and do what the, the rest of the world doing on the ice. The problem what we have is not enough ice time, you know. So, but like I said, you know, like the talent is here, and uh, if you're gonna work, uh, especially with those younger players, then I'm sure like uh, it's gonna bring some success, uh, success in the future. And uh, and just before we go uh, back back to you, Michael, for this bit. Obviously, I think you've got a, a couple of weeks off now from from league competition, uh, but back on it with uh, matches uh, on the seventh team from the twenty third, Kingston Diamonds first, and then that big game at home to the Queen Bees. Uh, that that must be uh, very very exciting and something that everyone's looking forward to. Yeah, obviously focusing first on the the long trip back up to Hull. Uh, we want to get in there, get a clean sheet, and get two points. 
Uh, and then they'll be focusing on the big home game against uh, Queen Bees. At the moment, it's just kind of making sure those those lines are correct. Everyone understands the systems that we're playing um, and everyone's fit and healthy to play that big game. And obviously, for us to get the win first against uh, Queen Bees with four games through the season, uh, it'll be a big, big uh, result for us for the starting of the season. You can prepare those girls mentally and physically for the for the game against Bracknell. So, so when they gonna touch the ice, when they get uh, hit the uh, hit the ice, they're gonna be prepared and ready for for the bees, you know. So Queen Bees, you know. So looking forward to that game. Guildford Lightning coaches Milos Milicerik there and Michael Croc speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition and a big thank you to all our guests this week for coming on the show. Remember, you can keep up to date with all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey by visiting the website britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.